Well, we are just a few short days from entering into a new year, uh, ending one year, beginning another. It is amazing how quickly a year can go by. Uh, I think it's uh, more and more true that the, I guess the older you get, the quicker time flies. Well, I'm pretty scared by how quickly this year went by. It's just scary. And so with a new year comes New Year's resolutions, right? You got yours ready? Nope. All right, cool. Um, we all commit, you know, to, to live differently, to live better than we did the year before, right? If you're on social media, you've probably already seen people posting about how good 2019 was or how bad 2019 was and how they're hoping 2020 will be better or they, they can't possibly fathom how uh, much uh, 2020 can be any better than 2019. I think we get kind of nostalgic around this type of time of year. Looking back over the previous year and looking forward to the year to come, another page in our life has turned and we begin writing a new one. But as you ponder on a new year and making your resolutions to live differently and uh, differently than you did before, I want to give you a word of caution. I don't mean to be a voice of gloom and doom or to be a, a negative Nancy, but nothing is going to really change in 2020. Nothing is really going to change in 2020. Except for maybe a few of you, the only thing that changes when the ball drops in Times Square in New York is the date. The date is the only thing that changes. Here's the thing. I believe that the reason most of our New Year's resolutions fail, which most of them do, by the way, is because we have unrealistic expectations. We believe that things are magically going to change because the date changed. When in reality, nothing has really changed. As most of you know, I have been making steady progress in the weight department, losing weight. Um, since the beginning of August, I've lost almost 30 pounds. The problem now is that I've gained about five of those back. Especially with everything going on with my mother. Stress plus trying to get, get a quick meal in order to get back to the hospital have allowed those pounds to come back. Let's add Christmas chocolate and all the goodies and there we have it. Easily explained. I, I, got, I got all the excuses in the book. As of right now, I'm doing what most of you are doing. I'm telling myself that once January 1 comes, I'm going to get back at it, right? Let's just get the new year going, and, and I'm going to get back at it. But the truth is, my mom will most likely still be in a rehab hospital come January 1. I'll be stressing about her condition even when she does come home, I'm going to be making trips to Statesboro to make sure uh, she has everything she needs, and, and who knows what food will be available. You see, when the, the clock strikes midnight on January 1, for most of us, all the junk in our life in 2019 goes with us in 2020. And 
all the good in our life in 2019 goes with us in 2020. Our lives don't magically change overnight on New Year's Eve. The only thing that changes is the calendar. So, in order for things to change in 2020, let's get a little, let's, 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 let's focus on how we can make some things happen. In order for things to change in this new year, that is if you want them to change, and, and really, we should all want things to change because God wants us to, to always keep growing in Him. So that means that we're always growing, we're always changing. So God doesn't want us to stay the same, okay? So for those of you who don't like change, I'm sorry, it happens. It's supposed to happen. But in order for things to change, we need to understand a few things. We need to understand how times and seasons work, at least according to God. As much as we would like, we don't magically enter into a new season or time in our life just because the calendar changes. There's more to it than that. So here's the first thing I want you to know about times and seasons. In order to enter a new season, we must often be stripped of the last season. In order to be enter a new season, we must often be stripped of the last season. We see this in our, in our, in our passage from Ecclesiastes, verse 3 and 5. It says, it talks about getting rid of things before adding anything. Listen to these two verses. There's a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. In order to lay down a new foundation, sometimes you've got to tear down, tear away the old cracking foundation. Sometimes you've got to get rid of some stones before you can add new ones. It's the idea of adding by subtracting. Before you can add new things to your life, you've got to subtract some things. As I, as I said earlier, just because the calendar changes doesn't mean that all the junk in your life magically disappears. It's most likely still with you. It wasn't just 2019 junk. It will continue to be 2020 junk. If you want to grow, change, and mature and enter into a new and exciting season that God has waiting for you, then you may need to do some, attract, some subtracting before you can do some addition. And to enter a new season, it doesn't mean you just ignore the past. But instead of living in the past and, and constantly looking back, Maybe you start glancing back, but driving forward. Think about when you drive a car. You don't drive your car constantly looking in the rearview mirror. If you did, you'd crash. Instead, you only glance back in the rearview mirror while driving forward and focusing on what's ahead of you. The same is true in life. In order to enter into a new season, you've got to focus forward and what's ahead of you while, while only glancing back at the past. So as we end 2019, it's a good time to mentally and prayerfully let go of some things. Let go of some things though, so that we can grasp hold of what God has for us in this new year. Let go of the hurt. Whatever hurt you are dealing with, let go of it. Whatever failures you may have experienced, let go of those failures. Let go of the letdowns. Don't let 2019 ruin 2020 because you're too busy looking back in your rearview mirror. If you want to move into a new season of life, you've got to strip away the last season. 
Here's the next thing you need to know about times and seasons. Comparison kills contentment. Comparison kills contentment. Comparison of your season, the season that you're currently in, the season that you're going to be in, comparison of your season with someone else's season is going to kill the contentment in your life. Whether it's with your job or money or relationships or whatever, comparison kills contentment. I don't know what, what season you're in right now, but most likely there are people that you know that you wish you were in their season. Man, their life is awesome. You see all everything they post on social media? Their life looks perfect. I want that. Man, I, I want what they have. I, I, I like the season they're in. I don't like the season that I am. Some of us wish life was like a buffet. And I don't mean to get you hungry before right in the middle of a sermon. But we wish that we could take some of that season from a friend over here or, or a that season from the pastor or, or that season from a friend over here or a sibling or a family member or a loved one. We wish we could take that season. But all that does is serve to grow your discontentment. Comparison kills contentment. Our scripture tells us that there's a, a time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Some of us are in a planning season right now. Some of us are in an uprooting season. Some of us are in a time of weeping. Others of us are in a time of laughing. Some of us are in a season of mourning. Others of us are in a season of dancing. Now, we've been in this season of Advent, and, and, and as we talked about this morning, we're, we're still in the season of Christmas. Christmas is not just a day, it's a season. And the phrase we hear often during the time, this time, and I've said it uh, a few times this season, is remember the reason for the season, right? Remember the reason for the season. It's a phrase that encourages us to remember that Christmas is all about Christ. And it's not really about the commercial, commercialization and the gifts and all that. Well, when we're in our different seasons of life, whether it be planning or, or uprooting or mourning or dancing, there's a reason for that season. God has you in a season for a reason. To compare your season with somebody else's is not only going to kill your contentment in life, but it's going to blind you to what God is trying to teach you in that season. You're going you're to miss it all together. You're not going to see him or and you're not going to hear him. Listen, mourning is no fun. Absolutely. Weeping is no fun. Uprooting or planting can be difficult. It can be easy to look at someone else's life and to see the season that they are in and wish you were in their season and not yours. But don't miss what God is doing. Don't miss the lesson God is teaching. And sometimes, frankly, it's hard to understand what God's doing. It's hard to accept what God is doing. But that's why I think this last point is so important. Trust in the creator of time and seasons. Trust 
in the creator of time and seasons. While the future is fuzzy to us, it is crystal clear to God. So let us trust in the one who knows it. Our scripture says in verse 11, God has made everything beautiful in its time. He also he has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. While we can shed some while we can shed some of our past as we look to the future and we can stop comparing our seasons with others' seasons, there's a great deal that we have to just simply leave up to God. There's a great deal that we can't fathom. Our human brains, our human hearts, we just can't fathom. God's the one who created time and seasons. God's the one who creates a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. We have to trust him. We have to trust that he has us in the season we are in for a reason and will move us into the next season in his timing. Scripture says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. You know, some things, some seasons we're in, maybe right now, or seasons we've gone through, they weren't beautiful at the time. But in his time, they are made beautiful. Harks back to Genesis 1, and Scripture tells us that God spoke and creation happened. And you know what God said about creation? It was good. It was good. This tells me that even my season of mourning is beautiful. Even my season of dancing is beautiful, though my family would very much disagree with that. Your season of weeping is beautiful. Your season of scattering stones or gathering stones is beautiful. No matter what season you are in, it is beautiful in His timing, especially when you're willing to trust God and grasp His hand all the way through it. A couple of years ago this time, I, I preached a sermon telling you not to make God your number one priority. I think the sermon was like, don't make God number one. And everybody was all like, what are you going to be preaching on? I made the point that God is not meant to be the top of a list of priorities, but he is meant to be the priority of your life. The priority. And out of your relationship with God, God will help you meet the needs of all your other relationships. Essentially, the message was trust in God and he will help take care of the rest. The same is true with dealing with time and seasons. Trust in God, and he will walk you through them. No matter your season, God will be there with you. Remember, in order to enter one season, we often have to be stripped of the last one. Don't be caught looking in the rearview mirror. Look forward. Comparison kills contentment. Don't miss what God is doing in your season because you're focused on wanting somebody else's season. And don't lose trust in the creator of time and season because he is right there with you 
right now and always. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you in, in this time and, and in, in this season with many of us in various time and seasons right now. Some of us need to get our eyes off of other seasons and focused on what you are teaching us. Others of us just need a simple reminder to trust in you no matter what. Father, help us to do that. Help us to, to realize that you have us where you want us and that you're with us wherever we go. Father, be with us as we do enter this new year. We understand that things don't magically change because the, the calendar changes. But allow us, give us the strength through your Spirit to, to, to lean on to you, to trust in you more as we enter this new year. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.